Episode 43, A Deeper Calling God wanted to have such a deep relationship with the Israelites. It was God that pursued them and brought them out of Egypt. But to keep that relationship with God, the Israelites needed to step into obedience so that they could walk in that deeper relationship. Yes, that obedience included the removal of child sacrifice. Welcome to the History of the Bible. In the last episode, we talked about how the Israelites were given instructions to begin living a holy life in their daily lives. As they learned what to eat and not eat, public and personal hygiene, as well as who it was okay and not okay to marry. But the Lord wouldn't stop there. He wanted the Israelites to walk in a deeper fellowship with himself and holiness. And to do that, it may simply be looking towards your neighbor to help out. The call to love your neighbor as yourself is given in Leviticus 19 verse 18. God doesn't just give them instructions to love their neighbor, but God gives them practical steps to do so. One of the ways to do so was when the people of Israel got to the promised land and when they went to harvest their land, they were to leave the very edges of the field untouched, as well as leaving the produce that had fallen to the ground. This was a way that the Lord had the people provide for the poor without having to go out of their way. The way it would work is that the harvesters would go out into the field or vineyard and they would begin harvesting or bringing in the crops. But the fields were not meant to be stripped clean of all produce. It was seen as greedy for a landowner to have done so. This practice of leaving the edges and the produce that got left behind in the field after the harvest was not completely a new idea. Other societies would do this too, but for totally different reasons. The Israelites would do it to provide a means for the poor to gather food for themselves, whereas other nations did it so that it would be a fertility offering to other deities. That way, their god or goddess would make the next year's harvest more plentiful. Ultimately, Jesus would later sum up all of the laws that God gives in regard to living a holy life. In Luke 10, verse 27, he said, To love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. Because when you love the Lord with everything, you will follow what he has said, and when you love others as yourself, you will not harm them. Luke 10 verse 27 would also summarize the whole chapter of Leviticus 19 with all the laws the Lord gives the Israelites. There are other ways that the Lord set boundaries so that the poor man could be taken care of. We'll go into it more in the next episode. But the year of Jubilee was a year that any land that was sold by someone who needed the money due to financial circumstances would receive their land back. The year of Jubilee happened every 50 years. Although the land could be sold to help a poor man out in 50 years, either himself or his children would receive the land back. 
This allowed for the land to stay within the family, but also helped the poor so that they could get financial security at that moment and still know that eventually they will have the land back for free. This prevents them from being stuck in the trend of generational poverty. Again, more about the year of Jubilee in the next episode. Just know that this is another way that God set boundaries to help bring the poor out of poverty. As we talked about in the past episodes, slavery was another means that a person could use to help bring themselves out of poverty and to financially set themselves up and their family. Just like the land being released in the year of Jubilee, an Israelite that sold himself as a slave is to be set free and given flocks and food as a means to set him up for success when given his freedom. But the Lord wanted the poor amongst the Israelites to be taken care of. That is why in Leviticus 25 verse 35, it says that if your brother becomes poor and cannot maintain himself, he shall be supported. In ancient Eastern culture, the practice of social justice was very much prided on by the kings. As the laws were given to the Israelites, they were already in place by other societies. Although the thing that made them stand apart from other nations is that the Israelites pursued the one true God, while other nations worshipped idols, mere images of their so-called gods and goddesses. God called the Israelites to love their neighbors by honoring them and by not dealing falsely with each other in business and personally. So that meant paying their employees their wages at the right time or using the correct weights when measuring out the amount that was owed at a time a deal was struck. They were not to slander their neighbors as it caused division within the communities. The Israelites were to do nothing that would endanger their neighbor's life. These are all practical ways that God called the Israelites to walk in holiness with Him by loving their neighbors as themselves. Because honestly, no one likes to be lied to, cheated on, or have rumors spread about them. So why do it to other people? When the Lord begins to set the law for what not to do when they came into the new land, as these things were already practiced by the nations living there, one of the things that God tells the Israelites not to do is sacrifice their children to Molech. Those that do so, the Lord says, should be put to death. And the person that knows about it and doesn't do anything about it, he too should be put to death. This death is to come about by stoning the one who did the deed. Molech, believed to be one of the gods of the Ammonites, was worshipped in the land of Canaan. However, as often happened in ancient times, as you go from one people group to the next, the gods and goddesses stay the same, but just get different names. For example, in the city of Carthage, instead of being called Molech, the god would have another name. The practice of child sacrifice was simply used to gain favor and power with the people's deities. Often, it was to gain the favor of a fertility god or goddess. In the same way, a person would offer their crops as a sacrifice to their deity in hopes that they would receive more crops the following year, different societies would do this with their children. In hopes of having more children, they would sacrifice their own. 
Human sacrifices have been practiced by many tribes and nations throughout history, including child sacrifice. An example of a major city that offered children as sacrifices was Carthage. Although they were not the only ones to do it, it has been discovered at least 20,000 children were buried, most of them under the age of three months. Many scholars claim that these graves were not the results of sacrifice, but of baby cremation. However, in reality, most of the remains that were found discovered the children to be in good health, and the graves of these children were the results of them being sacrificed. It is believed that there were two ways to offer praise to the god Moloch. One act of worship is that a child would have to pass through a fire. As a brick walkway was constructed and a fire was started on either side of the path, the child had to walk through. Some scholars believe that this path included having the child jump over a portion of the fire. This was done as an act of worship and a purification process for the child. The other way that Moloch would be worshipped is through child sacrifices. It's believed that the god Moloch had a head of a cow, which the cow is seen in those days as the provider. Moloch would also be depicted with hands held straight out in front of himself as if receiving a gift from someone. There are two ways that it is thought that a child was offered to Moloch. Either the statue of Moloch would be heated up with fire. This would make the statue's hands burn hot. It would be here that the child would be placed on the burning hands, searing the child, which would eventually cause the death of the baby. The other way that a child was sacrificed is that on the outstretched hands of Moloch, the child would be placed. But instead of preheating it like the other thought, the statue would just hold the child, and then a fire would be built underneath. This too would eventually kill the baby. Most of the remains of the child that were sacrificed indicate that they were offered up as burnt offerings. Much like the Israelites offering animals to the Lord as burnt offerings, the Canaanites, in whose land they were about to take for themselves as the promised land, offered their children as burnt offerings to a false god. When a child was sacrificed, the priest of Moloch would take the child and place it in the hands of the god and then bang their drums as a result drowning out the cries of the baby that was being burned alive. But what would make a parent offer their child as a human sacrifice? Child sacrifices may have been a way to get rid of children that were born from illicit sexual practices from temple prostitution. As prostitution was another essential part of worship for Moloch. Or it was a way for some parents to offer a child with defect as a sacrifice in hopes of being given a child that was healthy. Another interesting finding is that often child sacrifice would be used as a means of population control. In Carthage, it was at its peak population, around 250,000 people, 
that the amount of child sacrifice was at its highest as well. Now, it could be correlated because of there being more people to sacrifice, but it's believed that at this time for Carthage, the agriculture capability was not enough for this amount of people. Although, there could be many reasons why a parent would want to sacrifice their child. In their belief, it was seen as a way to merit the favor of God or goddesses or at the very least, done to prevent evil spirits from coming into the house. In the land of Canaan, where the Israelites were traveling to, children's skeletons have been found in the corner foundation of houses. It's believed to ward off evil from their houses and family. In reality, child sacrifices have always been happening throughout history, from ancient times to modern times. Although today, we don't see and hear many stories of babies being placed in the hands of Moloch to be burned. We do see millions of babies being killed through abortion. And it isn't called human sacrifice today. It's called a woman's right. No, we won't be going into modern day abortion. That would be for another podcast altogether. But there should be recognized that the same type of heart and attitude towards children's sacrifice in ancient times is still the same one that is around today regarding abortion. Social justice and taking care of the poor among the Israelites were very important to God, so much so that he set up many different ways for a poor man to work his way out of poverty. No, it wasn't just given to him. Justice was what a kingdom was built on, and without it, it would fall. That is why the removal of child sacrifices needed to happen. However, all of the instruction that God gave the Israelites were not just about doing things. God would set up specific times that the whole nation was to celebrate what the Lord had done and what he was going to do. This would go in hand with the commandments to keep the Sabbath day holy. So join us next time in episode 44, Celebrate Good Times, Come On! Until next time, Remember that you are loved, special, and worthwhile.